Well, welcome everybody to Up and to the Right. And hey, we've just finished Mother's Day weekend, Shannon. I love it. It's one of my favorite holidays. Yes, it is a great time. <laughs> Appropriate. And so I am so thrilled. Uh, why is it one of your favorite holidays? Well, I just love it when all my family comes together and the focus is on me and my mom and your mom mothering. I love it. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Well, you are a great mom. We'll get to that in just a little bit and we'll talk, talk about that. But let's, let's just really when it comes to the moms in our lives, obviously, I only have one mom. Um, I have a lot of other people that have can be mom figures in my life. But there's only one mom and you have one mom. Yes. So tell us a little bit about your mom. Oh, my mom is so fun. If you have seen her there, you probably figured out she's my mom. I We cannot deny one another because we look so much alike. And I'm so thankful for that. But I've known, oh my goodness, I cannot remember a time that I wasn't told how much I look like her. Yeah. And so that's been happening for many, many years. But I'm so thankful for her. Her personality is different from mine in several ways. She's much more outgoing. She's much more of an extrovert than I am. But she makes things fun. And I always enjoy having her around. She's a great help. And I, I love her a lot. She listens. She listens really well. She's always encouraged me. And those are some of the most wonderful gifts a mom can give. Well, you do look alike. That is for sure. In fact, I've had people say, oh, I know that's Shannon's mom. Yes. Um, no denying it. You know, and I know for me, I, I don't know if anybody's ever said, you look just like your mom. I've never really had that. I think your noses are very similar. Are they? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. But anyway, <laughs> you, you believe it, that's okay. But I do know this. There's a lot of things I do that's like my mom. Yes. No question about that. Yes. It's so, um, but... Anyhow, I, my mom is just a joy to me. Uh, obviously, she loves us well. She's always she taken very well. I was her first daughter, so she's loved me really well. Yes, she has. And she was so excited about that. Like, I got a girl after four boys. Yes. And so mom loves to cook. She loves to show hospitality. That's one of her love languages is just serving others. And she is so good at it. Yes. It's always a joy to be able to go home. You know, and my mom... Um, just her story of how she came to Christ, being raised in a home that um, Christ wasn't there. Mm -hmm. A mom and dad who didn't follow Christ when she was growing up, they didn't come to Christ till later on in life. Mm -hmm. And she didn't know what it meant to go to church until somebody came along and picked her up and took her to church. And then she began to get in a habit of having somebody take her to church. And over the years, she became a follower of Christ. And then she tells a story at 14 years old of just saying, you know, God, I want to have a godly family. And she didn't know what that looked like. All she saw was ungodliness. Mm -hmm. And God honored her request and gave her a man of God. And, and she, as a woman of God, uh, created a family that not perfect by any stretch. We definitely had our blemishes and issues, but we had a mom who loved us and loved God. And that's worth everything. It is. So Shannon, I'm glad that you're joining us today and for everybody that's listening i hope that you will take time to just share this and let people know and comment and give us some of your feedback and thoughts in regards to what's happening and right now we're going to go into let's talk it over so shannon let's talk it over okay, okay. Uh, why is mothering so important 
You know, I think mothering is one of the most tiring <laughs> work around. You know, sometimes it can be thank thankless, but it's so important because it's God's work. God commanded Adam and Eve in the garden to go forth and multiply, and he's asked all of us, his creation, to multiply, and mothering is part of that, is to go forth, bring in new life, to bless, to raise up individuals that belong, that understand, that learn how to love. You know, mothers show us how that we are loved and how to love others and how to love God. There's so much that a mom does in, in raising up and nurturing and their children, and it's a lot of work, but it's one of the best jobs. It's one of the oldest jobs, I guess you would say. It's been around for a long, long time, but it's still hard. We don't have it all figured out. But it's so important when you think about the role of a mother and the value she brings to her children. So, you know, you, you talked about mothering not always being easy. It's, mm -hmm. it's hard. And I, I think of this in regards to uh, the emotions that it's involved with that. And I, and I know there's a lot of things that I can do that, um, I can work hard, hard, hard with my body and not be as tired as when I emotionally give myself. Mm -hmm. I think that's why speaking and preaching is so draining is because not so much the actual labor I can work out and be, but it's just that emotional pouring out. Mm -hmm. And a mother does that. Yeah, she it does. Is, it, she's emptying herself out. Now, of course, she can receive emotionally too from her children, but a lot of times she's the one giving out. Well, there's so many different stages you think about in the beginning when you have newborns and it's so physically depleting when you're not getting enough sleep. You know, we think about our kids and the young uh, parents that we know that are sleep deprived and having a difficult time and it is so taxing physically. But then as your children grow up, that tax the workload transitions from a physical workload more to an, a mental and emotional workload. And, you know, most of us, I think as parents, we care so much about our kids that we take it so seriously that it is, it is a load, but you know what? It's such a blessing. It's such a gift to be able to steward um, those young lives. And, you know, I think about one of the hard parts of mothering, I think for me back whenever I, my hands were full with our kids and um, was living just in our culture today that, you know, we worship the gods of accomplishment and accumulation. And, you know, so many times motherhood, you're not gaining either of those awards. You're not getting a paycheck. You don't really have the accomplishment. It seems like you do the same mundane tasks over and over again. You're not getting a promotion. You know, nobody's patting you on the back necessarily. And so it, it's hard work when you're not getting any strokes and, and you're not necessarily making any additional income. You know, those, those young people are costing you money. They're costing you time. They're costing you energy. So it can be really hard. It's a sacrifice, but you know, that's that's what the Christian life is all about. It's about investing in others. It's about sacrifice. It's about love. It's about giving. It's better to give than it is to receive. Okay. So you're telling me that uh, mothers don't get like pay increases and they don't get uh, like promotions. You don't remember some of the uh, discussions you and I had in the kitchen? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember some of those. Yeah. Yeah. No. And so let, let's just, in regards to, um, mentoring and pouring into the kids you, know, you talk about pouring this god's word mm -hmm. uh, i know was a very important part of, of of your life in regards to instilling within our kids mm -hmm. talk us a little bit about that why it's so important 
you know, we live in a time where there's constant change. Your kids are changing. And as a mother, your kids are growing and they're changing. You have all the different seasons. Everything in our lives change except for God's word. Yes. Even our, our identity, myself as a mother, you know, if I base all my identity and being a mom, well, that's why you have such a struggle whenever those kids leave and you have to climb out of that pit and redefine who you are and your purpose and what you're here for. But when we base our identity on who we are in Christ, that never changes. And it's the truth. No one can take that away. No one can change that. He created us. He loves us. He gives us our purpose and our value. It's only found in him and his willingness to go to the cross in our place. He gives us our value. And it's so important to be able to communicate that value to our kids. Otherwise, they're going to be trying to feel and find their value with all the things of the world just like every other human does, we're always looking to try to prove and show our value. And if we don't receive that at an early age, that's why it's so important that we have that foundation of a healthy home, of a mom and a dad that love each other and they love that child and they pour that blessing onto that child and they help them understand their place in the scheme of things, that God wanted them, that God designed them, that God sent them into their family for a purpose and that he has a plan for their life. Does doesn't mean things are always going to be easy. It doesn't mean there's not going to be some times of suffering and some setbacks and some disappointments, but it means that he's going to work it all out for his eternal purpose and for their good. Mm. That was good. Thank you very Thanks. much for sharing that. Thanks for teaching me that. <laughs> not, not quite. Not quite. So let me, <laughs> she's making me laugh now. So what, what is so rewarding about mothering? You know, there's so many great rewards. Um, last year during COVID, we did a little um, Zoom game with my kids for Mother's Day. And I just was able to watch that again. And I'm so thankful for their lives and to see them grown and, and loving Jesus, loving one another, loving us, um, living independently. They make me so proud. But I really think that we can um, get caught up in things, you know, like that, that, that are changing they're they're temporary you know they can make choices and different things can happen but the reward of motherhood i feel like so much is being able to partner with god to create life and you know again in our culture where we're so many times we are obsessed with achievement and accumulation proving our value and our worth apart from god we forget the real purpose that God created us for, and that's to know him and to love him, to yes. be loved by him. And when he allows women the gift of bringing new life into this world, yes, like sometimes it's just still hard for me to grasp that, that we get to do that. We yeah. get to partner with God to enlarge his family, to bring someone into this world and their purpose is to know him and love him and to worship him. Yes. And to see your kids love God and worship him, I think that is the greatest reward to know that you are part of what God is doing. You're experiencing him, you know his love, and you're increasing his kingdom through your earthly family. Yeah. I love how you said partnering with God to bring life. And I think that's, it's not just about you know, the biological process and, you know, giving physical birth. It's ultimately about giving spiritual birth. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it 
abundantly. Well, that cannot happen apart from God. So when you said that, to partner with God to bring life. So your partnership with God is like, okay, you know, me and my husband, we, you know, we, you know, give birth to a child. We come we can, together. We're interdependent. Absolutely. But, but and we can't even do that without apart, apart from God. No, we can't. It's his grace and his mercy who allowed that to happen. But then, then the raising of that child, the stewardship, the discipling of that child, mm-hmm. the mentoring of that child is what it's about. And, you know, it's really easy. I think St. Augustine brought, taught about mother love and how you can take these gifts from God and put them in place of God. And I think I've been guilty of that at many times whenever my was so focused, my all my focus and my intention was on those children because I love them so dearly that they took the seed of the Lord. But that's not God's will. We're to hold them up and praise Him with their lives and remember that they're not ours. We are stewards. We're called to teach them to equip them to grow up and to be all that God planned them to be. He didn't give them to us just for our benefit. They're his, Mm -hmm. they belong to him. Mm -hmm. So we've got to disciple and do our job as parents to raise them up in the fear and the knowledge of God so that they can be all that he created them to be. Okay. Now you talk about this responsibility we have as stewards. But talk to me about, because sometimes maybe a mom out there did not do a good job stewarding and then mm-hmm. they feel the weight of that or, and they know they didn't, or maybe they felt like they did the best they could and they're questioning what they did. And they feel like, did I do what I should have done? Mm-hmm. And maybe they did everything that they knew to do and gave them to God and gave God's word in there. But that child still has to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And what do you say to moms that are struggling right now with, um, Maybe they've finished raising their child, but their child's not making the choices that they feel like they should be making. I would say that that child is writing their story, that God's plan is redemption. You know, so many times I I, I love the way God does things, but redemption is a hard one. I just wish we didn't have to sin. I just wish we could always make the right decision, but that is not how life works at all. Redemption is God's plan. And so as we trust in Him and we commit our past fully to Him, I just read a devotional that talked about how when we fully commit our past, we don't, we just give it all to the Lord and we trust that He can redeem anything, that He loves us so much, that His love is so powerful, so all-encompassing, that we don't have to go back and correct things, but He can work all things together for our good because we love Him and we're called and we're committed to His purpose. So we continue to bring those kids to the throne of grace. We continue to tether ourselves to the cross, to meet Him there. And we bring those kids to the throne and we trust that He is working on their behalf. And we look back and we say, God, what do you want me to do today? I can't change yesterday, but I can control today. And so what would you have me do today? That's really good. And we got to remind ourselves too, that God actually loves our children more than we do. Oh, he does. (laughs) And of course, it's evident in what God did for us uh, through his son and what Jesus done and what Jesus is doing now. And you know, we're so arrogant to think that we can control and do all the right things to make them love God. Yeah. His children rebelled and did not obey. And so we have to understand that we're just a a part of their story. Yeah. We're not God. 
you know, and humility. We understand that I have a role, you have a role. I'm incomplete in myself. As a mother, I have great gifts to bring, but I can't equip them with everything they need. As a father, they desperately need what you have to offer as a father, but it's not everything. Both of us combined, we can give them a great foundation, but we're not everything they need. They have to have the gifts of a mother, the gifts of a father, but ultimately we all find our wholeness, our healing, our redemption in Jesus Christ and in him alone. Mm. Now, when you said Jesus, I mean, God's own children rebelled against him. I mean, he made, he took dirt and made Adam, formed him, breathed the life into his nostrils, and then he had the breath of life. And then he still, God would go down and walk with him every, the cool of every evening. And and this relationship was going on and still rejected him. Yes. And we're called to love like God loves. Yeah. God sent his son to die for us while we were still in our sin. I'm still in sin as I've as the last I checked. I'm still in this fleshly body. Yeah. And so are they. And he loves me. Thank the Lord I'm under his blood. I call on his name. I've chosen to follow him. But we're called to love. That is the best we can do. And we serve and we love. And we love most like God when we're being rejected, just like he does. Mm. Mm. That's not an easy one to preach. Mm. Not an easy one to live. No. Uh, but... Um, but it's true. It's true. Very much so. Well, Shannon, thank you for joining me today. And, Thanks for having me. It's my first time. And I'm telling you, you got a great mama right here. And so we are so, I know that for me, I'm blessed to be able to have her as the mother of Gavin, Phaedra, and Annabeth. And now the grandmother, Gigi. The grandmother. It's so grand. It's the best. Of Two amazing grandboys. and Shepherd. Yeah. It's the best. And they've had some exciting things happening lately. I'm so glad we get to grandparent together. Yes, me too. Gideon is just growing two years old, and then Shepherd is seven, six months. Six months old and jumping in his little jumper now. Yep. Yeah. So it's worth it. Okay. Don't kill your kids so that way you can have grandkids. Yeah. Don't want right. to miss that. Don't want to miss out on that. Again, thank you very much, Shannon. And I'm so glad that you joined us today for Up and to the Right. I hope that you will share this with somebody. We hope that it'll be an encouragement to them and that they can learn something and probably be inspired. I hope that you will join us again next week. Now, next week, I got a special guest again, and that is Mark Green. He was with me last week, and he's going to be with me again next week. So join us for Up and to the Right. <laughs>